Hello survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is episode 66 and in this edition we continue Capcom's remake train with our immediate reaction to the much discussed 2023 reimagining of Resident Evil 4. My name is Sai and joining me on the panel this week, he's El Gigante of First Aid Spray Discord streams, it's Moist Owlet aka James. Hello. He garadores the lore, it's Firebutton Steve Valance. Hi everybody. Killed by discreet bugs, it's Kelsey aka KDB. What are you, my mother? <laughs> and if you ask the black bass there that he keeps harvesting for his John West run, he's the lord of the lake. From Serial Lock 64, it's Jordan Sugru. <laughs> Hi folks. Every episode of First Aid Spray is recorded live on our Discord server, so join now to hear the show early and unedited, and to become part of our fantastic little community where we discuss life, the universe, and Resident Evil. You can find a link to the server, as well as our social media profiles, at our website, fasprepod.com. It's the support of our listeners that keeps First Aid Spray going, so why not check out our merchandise or our Patreon page? Tiers begin at just $1 a month. Head over to patreon.com forward slash FA Spray Pod for a full list and the chance to create bonus first aid break content. Oh, right. Let's get into it. Let's not dilly dally. Uh, first of all, um, we do need to give a quick shout out to our latest Patreon supporter. So thank you to Brian, B-R-Y-A-N. I don't have a surname or anything, so but you know who you are. So thank you to Brian for supporting First Aid Spray. Thank you to all of our patrons. Latest updates for our patrons. Uh, we now have the latest episode of Now That's What I Call Survival Horror up for Silent Hill 2, where myself and Steve talked about that classic soundtrack. There's also a Memory Card Lane episode, which is very different indeed, for Overblood, a weird, quirky, sort of Resident Evil clone PS1 game, uh, where we all just kind of gathered around and sort of played it and had a conversation. So do check that out, patrons, and let us know how you feel about it. Meanwhile, the other episode of Memory Card Lane that has now dropped for the public is Croc, Legend of the Gobbos, featuring myself, Steve and Jordan discussing that classic PS1 platformer. And also coming out to the public either now or very soon, depending on when this episode drops, because it's going to be one heck of an edit, is the latest tier death experience. It's the longest episode in the series where we've gathered around to rank the most iconic locations in the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, there is a little bit of news to get into, but I don't think we really have too much to say, and we've got lots to say on Resident Evil 4 Remake. So, Steve, would you like to just chuck us the headlines? <laughs> I was going to say, the teleprompter literally just says, Steve, just read the headlines, but you won't get into them, lol. <laughs> say the line. <laughs> so our first news story is that Mercenaries Mode is coming to Resident Evil 4 on April 7th. Yay! And <laughs> And our second news story, Resident Evil 4 Remake sells 3 million copies in two days, making it the fastest selling game of the RE engine era so far. Fantastic. Right, we are going to get into that game right away, so let's not dilly-dally. Here is our long-awaited review of Resi 4 Remake. And now, reading all three files from the Chronicles of Pursuit series from Resident Evil 4 2023, James Payne, aka Muzu Cthulhu, who you can follow on Twitter at Muzu Cthulhu. July. Two years since my awakening. Master Ramon has bestowed upon me a truly righteous undertaking to improve upon the flaws of our human form, to seek perfection as observed in our anthropodal siblings. To this cause, 
I shall willingly devote my life. January, 40 years since my awakening. My efforts to transfuse the black liquid into the body are at the precipice of success. The womb is the key. A pure soul proves to be a highly valuable and adaptive subject. January, six years since my awakening. I have named these sacred larvae, carried in the womb of the Chosen, you too, after my own. They shall carry the prestige of my family name, as if I had spawned them of my own flesh. The you two are now close to the size of adult humans, and they continue to feed and multiply. I have successfully created a new species. Well, it's going to be a big episode, no doubt. Always is with a big release, but obviously we spent hours talking about Resident Evil 4 in the past, so certain to do so again. This is going to be our full discussion on the 2023 remake slash reimagining of Resident Evil 4. The game that we've spent years talking about, is it or is it go not going to happen? It seemed inevitable from a certain point, but we are here. We've all played it. This will be a spoilery discussion we are going to do everything but before we get into story and stuff like that uh let's talk about the gameplay that was probably the biggest thing with the original resident evil 4 obviously the original game is a massive cultural touchstone for gaming um so it makes sense to start here with the remake as well there's loads to get into here so basically wherever anyone would like to start we will just find our way through uh, the mass amount of stuff I'm sure we all have to say. Let's start with gameplay positives. Jordan, I'm going to open the floor up to you, wherever you'd like to begin. How have you uh, found playing Resident Evil 4 over the last week? Because I know you're a big, big fan of the original, so... Certainly. Um, well, first of all, uh, it is very fun to play. That's the, you know You can just have a general statement of that, that uh, it is exceptionally fun. Obviously, it's a big campaign, um, you know, I think a sort of an average playthrough your first time could be between sort of like 15 to 20 hours. Um, so there's a lot to do. And, you know, most of the time it is it is more or less just straight combat. Like, uh, you know, a little bit of stealth here or there or, uh, you know, a little bit of puzzle solving. But besides that, you are, you're you know, popping headshots and uh, taking down pluggers and that. And that all works great. Um, I think that ultimately it, that is where Resident Evil 4 Remake really does uh, appreciate the sort of the fruits of the labor that has come before it. Mm. I mean, this kind of almost feels like a real sort of uh, full circle moment for Resident Evil since the original Resident Evil 4, because there you had a blueprint that was sort of laid out and most of the groundwork was sort of already done. And um, while there's been a couple of missteps in the way in trying to replicate that sort of success in that formula, you know, in Resident Evil 5 and 6. Mm. We've seen a return of that in the subsequent remakes for 2 and 3 that have sort of, they've, you know, carved out the path towards this. So you thought, yeah, this is, this is exactly how you would sort of expect it to sort of play with all the kind of modern refinements. So mm. it gets all of that perfectly nailed. Um, there's, there's not too much sort of like that's, really lacking or sort of missing it plays extremely smooth and competently uh, and all the additions have been sort of like there's been subtle additions that sort of make sense in that in that kind of way that it almost makes you think that the original played as 
you know, uh, nuanced as this, mm. you know, but things like sort of uh, swapping out uh, your weapons with the D-pad and stuff, this stuff that came after the original that's obviously much more welcomed here. I love little sort of uh, details to being able to sort of take down enemies by uh, using your knife a whole lot more in, you know, sort of a greater sort of contextual method. So actually like running down and sort of taking out Plagas with your knife mm. is is now sort of... Uh, it's not that he wasn't there in in the original game, but it, uh, there's more of a sort of an enforcement for it. You actually are sort of really incentivized to do it. Yeah. Uh, so I like all of those things. Um, you know, the gunplay's satisfying. The movement's decent. Um, I think, you know, it's a little bit maybe awkward in places. But yeah, overall, really solid. Um, but the most important point for me is, you know, we, we talked about it before uh, on the original Resident Evil 4 podcast and the wish list and stuff. I really didn't want QTEs, and I, I tell you what, this game has done an excellent job in removing QTEs, but not only that, but replacing where they would typically be with much better gameplay. Mm. Uh, they've been able to sort of expand on that and, and make it work, and I was really glad to see that, because, I don't know, it's just it was one of the most dated functions of the original, and um, so thankfully it's that that's out of the the way and so yeah there's not that much that i have to complain about with regards to the gameplay as far as sort of positives it's just yeah it's 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 really sort of solid it's yeah it's building on something that we've seen over the last you know four or five years and uh it's the strongest that it's been certainly mm. i totally see what you're saying i totally agree with when you say like coming full circle it's both a logical continuation of where we were already at with the preceding games with the likes of 2 and 3 Remake, um, which are obviously closer in line to the original 4 than the original 2 and 3 were with the original 4. Like, it's much less of a departure. So it feels much more like a logical jump this time around. Um, and also just a logical a logical remake, as you say, or the quality of life improvements. We talked about them already a little bit when it comes to the demo and stuff because we got our taster of stuff like the knife and the quicker weapon swap. Just, yeah, feel necessary now. Like, it would be silly not to have them, of course. But it does really add to that fluid feeling. I I describe this game as playing like a dream. You know, it's precise and fluid and fun is the big word. Endless fun. I wrote my notes about a week ago um, because I've had the game for a few weeks already. Humble brag. yeah, right, right. <laughs> sorry. Um, by that point, I'd already put well over fifty hours into the game, and I was still having loads of fun. Um, and that's still pretty much the case. Um, largely agree with everything that you have to say there, Kelsey. Uh, sort of on the other end of the spectrum, like me a little bit. You don't hold RE4 quite to the same personal feelings, anyway. Maybe you respect it, sure, but it's not your go-to resi. So. Uh, you you claim to have been coy about your feelings on this game, but I'm not sure you have been quite as coy as you think. Uh, how have you enjoyed <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake? Oh, yeah, I mean, I just echo what you both said. You both nailed it when you said full circle and playing like a dream. Like, gameplay positives, all of it. Like, all of it is positive. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's... I'll just sort of ramble. Like Jordan said, the weapon switching, parrying, bits of stealth, all those additions are just nailed and now uh, this what i'm going to say next does come from a place of love but you know this 
the stuff in this game, like the weapon switching and parrying in particular, it makes the original start stop inventory gameplay look like a bit of a joke to be honest and like the same with no longer being planted to the spot and i know that's the obvious thing to say but just trying to be kind of real here like you're dealing with these mobs of enemies Mm. and sometimes different types of enemies within that mob and you need to switch tactics fast and i think this game delivers a gameplay that allows you to to do that more fluidly like you said Sai. so between sniping, shotgunning, pistoling, grenades, it just allows allows you to play uh, at a pace that matches the action and mm. just, yeah, so much more enjoyable. Uh, I, I won't keep saying so much more. I just this game itself, so enjoyable and very much in control. And that stop-start nature of the original is a bit painful in comparison. And I, you know, I've got no problem with tank controls. Like the original... Resident Evils, as we know, are my favourites, original RE2. But I think being planted to the spot and going into your inventory in those games worked fine um, because you're you're not dealing with the same types of combat situations as you are in RE4. So, mm. um, yeah, the gameplay here just feels far more suited to the enemy ca- kind of encounters you're dealing with. And, um, yeah, absolutely loved the gameplay. Plays like a dream. I couldn't have summed it up better than you both, really. Um just little things like the shooting gallery was way more fun this time right. because of stuff yeah, yeah. like that. And it's like I actually wanted to play the shooting gallery, whereas if I go that and play is RE4 now, exactly I'll one skip of it. my notes. <laughs> I, I've never played it in the original game, but like I didn't expect to care about the shooting gallery in the remake. But yeah. I actually, on my first run through, when I wasn't struggling to get the stupid hit every target without missing, including the bonus <laughs> round challenge, which drove me crazy. Beyond that, I had a lot of fun with it. Sorry, do go. Yeah. No, that's exactly that. And I I love even the addition, like some of them are a bit silly, but like the weapon charms just to enhance your play style because you can play this game in lots of different ways. I think that's just another way to tell players like, look, we're looking out for you. There's different things you can do. Some of this game is really hard. These little things might help you. And yeah, just other stuff like side quests is nice if a bit shallow, but yeah huge list of challenges that we've kind of got used to now with the recent games is really fun and this is a game because the gameplay is so enjoyable i can see myself you know trying i want to do everything it's going to take me some time but i actually want to do everything and i want to Mm. do every challenge in this game because it is so fun to play so so yeah yeah you you both covered it and i think i'm mostly in agreement to be honest yeah to add to that as well you know you both have said about I mean, when you said about the shooting gallery, it really informs that the gunplay just feels great. It really does. Um, the choice that you get there is obviously very similar to the original game, which was a big jump up from at the time when it came out. Um, and it's, again, the same thing here, even compared to not just two and three remakes, but Village. The amount of choice you get with your armory is awesome in this game. Um, mm-hmm. And right now... Uh, I'm sure we'll all figure out that these ones are the best ones. That's probably quite easy to figure out, really, if you're looking at it, pure numbers and stuff. But at the very least, everything feels pretty viable. Like with the handguns, especially, we've had this conversation in the Discord server and I've had it with other colleagues and friends. Um, Well, I've heard people say all kinds of different things about what handgun they've used. Just everyone seems to have their own slant on it, which is really cool that all the handguns in this game just appeal to different people which is i just think it's awesome um james how do you feel about the gunplay in resident Evil 4 i know you've got some takes on the weapons and how do you feel about the gameplay in general positive wise yeah um i'm i'm not sure it's even argue arguable that 
like the original RE4's gameplay was what carried that game mm. due to the gunplay that it had. Uh, they had a lot to look. Then they had a lot to work with um, and live up to with this reimagining, and they knocked it out of the park when it comes to that for me. Um, I'll go into the negatives later, but there are not many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be focusing on weapons because the gameplay itself is something. Again, we've said it, but it's something we've gone over and we're quite used to really with recent RE games as well. The gunplay in this game is like it's like watching a well-oiled machine that keeps improving with like every repair it gets. Um, with every game we get, it keeps improving. Like Capcom do guns well in RE, and they improved on it mm. in RE4. Uh, every gun class has its place um, as well. Like uh, with the handgun being your primary re- is your primary weapon, so much is built into the handguns, and you have tons of choice, each with their advantages. Like the, a personal favorite of mine is the Blacktail, but yeah. it's like really closely followed by the SG because I just love like doing one shot to the head and seeing heads explode <laughs> i've with an sg i've i popped a manipula um mandibular sorry uh which is the the tougher plaga um and and i've killed it one shot with a pistol and that was like <laughs> huge especially when you're playing on hardcore professional um but yeah when it comes to the secondary weapons uh the cqbr is actually my favorite <laughs> wow um yeah this gun absolutely destroys professional El Gigante in seconds. <laughs> it's nice. a, it's amazing. Um even though like it's it's meant to be a fully automatic weapon, it's not really meant to be used like one. Mm. It's uh it's a precise weapon with a lot of power to it. Um and you're only meant to use it in short control bursts, there's your alien reference. Um <laughs> snipers <laughs> snipers are really good in this game, but with like we're going to talk about it, uh, and I'm, I'm Kale's already spoken about it, with how aggressive the Ganados and the Plaga are in this. It can be quite hard to use a sniper, um, which is why the CQBR is my favorite because it means you can do sniping and mm. running and gunning with mm. this weapon, um, which I love. Um, unfortunately, it's open to you quite late into the game, chapter mm. ten. So, I mean, this is going to become a recommends James uh, segment, but like, um, I would take the Tump. Or TMP up to that up to that point, though it does take some getting used to. But it's a really good crowd control and cl- and crowd clearer. Um, I haven't unlocked uh, the hand cannon yet because that achievement challenge is tough. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But the uh, the two magnums you get in the game are pretty standard fare and feel great with each shot. I mean, Capcom just. <laughs> If a if a magnum doesn't feel good, then Capcom are doing something wrong. They they <laughs> always do magnums great, um, and also many people like wait. They wait on the magnum. They wait on the magnum for the final boss. They're like, yeah, I'm going to save all these magnum bullets for the final boss. But I really encourage people <laughs> to use them liberally when it comes to sub boss events, yeah. such as uh, the Bella Sisters, who I'll go on with about later uh, for something else. But also like the Twin Garador room as well. Mm-hmm. Um, really use this. The game gives you a lot of agency when it comes to ammo, like because you can craft your own, mm-hmm. right? So you, yeah, really use the resources that the game gives 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 you. Um, yeah, uh, and that by the way, this recommendation goes for hardcore and below professional. It gets a little bit wilder. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, just just be aware of that. Um, then we got the shotguns. The shotguns have uh, also great variation um like the riot gun is a it's weird to say but it's a precise shotgun 
it can pop heads and 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 knee kneecaps really really well and then you got the striker being a crowd control it's just really widespread crowd control weapon um and then you got the w870 which is like a mixture between the both but i mean we all we all upgrade from the w870 you're either going to pick the riot or you're going to pick the striker mm. um yeah um yeah og like the og was was known uh, for its excellent gun variations, and they really focus on the guns in this new ed- newest edition too, and they just it just keeps getting better. Like every like every single time they they improve, they just they look they look at what they have from these pr- the previous games, and they go, okay, how can we just make these better? And they've just done it for every single weapon. Mm. Like it's it's awesome to see, great to see. The uh, this the CQBR that you mentioned, I remember picking that up and being like, oh my god, this thing just rips. But it rips through your ammo as well because it needs rifle ammo. Because you think you pick it up first, mm. and you think, oh, this is going to use this submachine gun ammo. Awesome. Uh, no, it uses it's a rifle. It uses rifle it uses ammo. Rifle, yeah. So it's it is precious. But you've said a very important thing that I think is going to be one of the things that gets overlooked. Uh, because RE4 didn't have crafting. <laughs> like this is just dragged and dropped over from village. And it's ju- it just fits in so perfectly. Like we can definitely all agree, I think, that whilst it was um you know, it made sense for the time and the restrictions of the time with the going in and out of your menus to change weapons, whatever. That's obviously aged. But the crafting feels like it yeah. should have been in RE4 all along. Like, it's such yeah. a natural addition um, to add even more sort of agency to how you want to play and how you want to combat combat systems, uh, combat situations even. Yeah, it's it's super, super cool. Um, cool. Gameplay positives. Steve, how are you feeling about Remake 4? Honestly, how authentic it feels. Mm. Like, the there's animations that I feel like have been ripped straight out of 2005, brought into the present, and they still fit. Um, you know, excluding, like, the suplex, uh, where the Ganado have to, like, shift and turn around to allow for a quickness for a zealot to be, you know, uh, wrestled. Uh, it's amazing how much they still responded the same way when you shoot them in the head or the arm and stuff. Like, the animations, like, they've come back from 2005. Yeah. And... Uh, I think aside from like flame grenades and the plaga laser, every single weapon returns. Plus, as we've said, the uh, the Cobra, or however you want to pronounce it, assault rifle and the MP5 have jumped in. So you've got the entire RE4 arsenal bar a bonus weapon and flame grenades. And they all feel, unlike Village, where they were iterative and more militaristic and better numbers, now they're all unique and have special traits. Mm. For example, no one's repping the Punisher, and I'm like, it's a godsend in the early days of the castle where you can just shoot through the shield and then kick someone in the face. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and it goes through armor, except for, like, the heavy bullet, like, the ballistic shields in the island. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm also team WA-70 because now it has the best numbers as a shotgun for pure damage. Uh, yeah, it's it's really, really surprising that if you take away the parrying and the crafting, there was a lot of base RE4 in here that I didn't think was going to make the cut. I thought it was going to feel vastly different. And it's all the better for it. I, I like the fact that you can, for example, stealth stuff, as we've mentioned. And you can't normally like stealth an entire area. It's more softening the crowd before stuff gets wild. Uh, and then the mine throw has been replaced with the best bow gun in Resident Evil history. I feel like, yeah, no, even including yeah. Veronica's gunpowder rounds, because you can like break uh, events in this. You can set traps and ruin bosses yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, but no, the, to to really hammer home the authenticity, aside from a few boss changes, uh, like you could take a screenshot, for example, from a, a boss like Del Largo, 
overlay over the original. And the, basically, the differences are the sky looks better, the encounter is generally visually more appealing and less grey. It's it's <laughs> surprising how much they got away with, I, and it's genuinely impressive. There's actually a lot more. Like we talked a lot about combat, and as has been pointed out, that is the the beating heart of Resident Evil Four, and always will be. But I got a bunch more notes on just stuff that isn't combat that I love about this game. So from the off, um, puzzles has been said once, and I think this is a massive improvement um, because obviously puzzles were not really a thing in RE4, nor really does it... uh, I kind of miss them, but I feel like it doesn't really matter too much to most people that there was a, a crappy sliding puzzle and a button puzzle behind the church and that's about it. Um, whereas this game has got a lot more, they feel a lot more varied. The complexity of them is definitely a bit, all, not all over the place in a bad way, right? There's just a lot of variety to that as well. Like it mm. constantly kept surprising me with a bunch of different puzzle things that aren't in the original, and I really, really appreciate that. I feel like it's such an understated highlight of the game that they put puzzles back into this. It's this is at least as puzzly as Remake Two, if not more so. Uh, it's it's mostly stuff that you could kind of do quickly once you've done it a few times. But encountering stuff like the the glass sphere um, in Mendez's house that stumped me for a moment trying to get the right orientation. The hexagon puzzle can obviously get in the bin. That's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> there is apparently some quick fixes for that, but make sure you put everything in the right order. I think that's the most important thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, again, I'm just so happy that that's a thing and the variety there. Have you um, got a favourite puzzle, side? I I'm not sure actually. I've, yeah, it's a tough. Do you know? I'm even though I just disrespected it, I'm glad that something like the hexagon puzzle exists because it. I had to sit there for ages and like I'm gonna have to brute force this if I don't figure it out. I, what about you? How are you feeling about the puzzles? I'm actually. I was really fond of the little switch puzzles on the island. Like uh, they remind me. So they're not that complicated, but they remind me of something like from Riven or Mist, or even System Shock in their aesthetic. Um, the little toggly switches we have to get all the power gauges in thing. I thought it was kind of neat, as opposed to like you know, hit oh, button yeah. once, twice, thrice. You know. Um, yeah. Those are cool, and I love that they're like super like old tech as well. They yeah. look like from the 70s and yeah. 80s. Like, oh, that's really cool. I like that. Um, yeah, there's there's something else that it looks very similar to as well. I know, right? Oh, yeah, it's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> some other some other game and film franchise. In fact, while we're doing puzzles, uh, James, favorite puzzle from the game? My favorite puzzle. I like simple puzzles. I like I like like I like pictogram uh, you know puzzles. So mm. the puzzle with the and it's because it made me laugh so much is the puzzle the sword puzzle um, in the castle when you go in and you have to shoot the stag, the eagle, and the snake. Mm. Oh yeah, um, because it was so funny. Because I walked in my first time, I was like, "Oh, what is this? Oh, this is here. Oh, it makes a sound. I wonder what that does." Right, and then I've seen these light up things, like, "Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that does." And I've seen all the the swords on the wall, and then you know, it's just like you know, it's just looking at the pictures and you know, figuring out which one goes where. I like those kind of puzzles. I absolutely detest the switch puzzle. I, my, <laughs> my brain, my brain can't figure it out. They're, there are so many like variables. To yeah, it. on harder right. difficulties, they are really hard. <laughs> If yeah, you, I just if, couldn't. And I, I played it on hardcore, so that's probably why I didn't like them very much. Mm. Like, like, the first time round. Yeah, and I just don't like 
because I was like going, yeah, but if I put this here, oh god, there's too many, there's three other, ah, and my head was exploding. So I, yeah, I don't like that one very much. But the the sword puzzle is my favorite. I was gonna say actually, you you've brought me to the actual answer. I think my favorite is the sword puzzle, just because it's so Spencer Mansion, putting the right swords in the right order. It really reminds yeah. me of the Crow Room. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it actually Kelsey... stunned me for a good three minutes. Like, oh, did I didn't realize there was a fourth sword. I thought that solve sword puzzle unlocks the other end of the room. Yeah, it is like two puzzles in conjunction with each other a little bit, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, what's your favourite puzzle? Um so mine is the power switch puzzle. That's my favourite one. That is that's the closest this game gets to like Signalis, which as far as I'm concerned has the greatest puzzles in anything of recent memory. And like you just said, side they they really stepped up for the puzzles in this game, so you have to give credit for that. There's a lot of them are still quite pedestrian, but I like, mm. you know, that power switch puzzle is difficult. I want the puzzles to be difficult, to be honest. I don't want to just have to hit a button three times and and it's done. I want to have to sit and think about it. And then kind of on the contrary to that, I do love the sword puzzle as well for that exact reason you mentioned. It felt like it felt Spencer Mansion. It felt like uh, this is for the Resident Evil fans type thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love the power circuit puzzle. I think it was great fun. <laughs> Jordan? Oh, uh, oh, also, sorry, a shout out to the... Uh the dining room oh yeah that's fun well. as well yeah the, bell <laughs> the dings yeah, yeah. Uh, jordan favorite puzzle in the game uh i think i'd probably go with the uh the knight's tale the, the sword puzzle mm. uh, i do i do quite like that and yeah it did kind of feel a little bit sort of old school uh, if i could cheat a little bit i would uh this isn't a puzzle although it kind of feels a little bit like a puzzle in what it kind of can possibly reward you with if you kind of take the cues um, one of the assignments uh, that you have uh, later on in the castle section is to uh, deface the portrait <laughs> of <laughs> Raymond yes. Salazar. Now, the thing is, it is kind of obvious when you get there, because there's two chickens just chilling in a <laughs> in a throne room. <laughs> okay, that's a bit weird, but I like what it suggests to you. I'm not necessarily going to spoil it, but just going to say. If you if you do that twice, in different <laughs> places, yeah, it'd be very beneficial. But <laughs> that I just I don't know I just thought that was a really cool touch, and yes. it it taps into the kind of thinking that you usually have when you're trying to figure out a puzzle. Because while I am not that smart, I literally just found this on Twitter and I thought that's brilliant. Mm. Uh, but I didn't figure it out. But some people figured it out, even if it was just by accident. And um, the fact that that can help you later on in a significant portion of the game, yes, in in the in the kind of way that's going to make you laugh in that kind of wow, that's that's just a very cool thing to think of and stick in there. Uh, I, yeah, I, I really dug that. I absolutely one hundred percent agree. As you say, like as it comes into play later, but I also really like that it sort of leads up to that point as well because all of these side quests, if you want to call them that, you know, the merchant clearly comes across a guy who is a guy that doesn't like Los Illuminados because he's like, oh yeah, these stupid blue medallions, take them down, they're spoiling my... Well, whether they're written by him or not, who knows, right? But they are the merchant's requests anyway. But there is there is an air of, you know, screw this cult, they're ruining up the place with their symbology. And then one of the last challenges, the last challenge of the castle is to face the portrait. And I, <laughs> yeah, I remember going in that room being like, why would there be chickens in the throne room? And then it, <laughs> and then several minutes it clicked later. I was like, I can't, I'm trying to shoot it or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, 
Oh, yeah, brilliant. Just that one's really the, clever. So great. There's show. a couple of what I would say are chicken hubs in the game. Uh, there's one by the lake, there's one on the island, and then obviously there's one in the, the throne room. Those are my favorite places. If I could just chill out there and hang out with chickens, and they give me free eggs, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I, I just like that they keep showing up. Yes, for sure. Um, on that vein as well, before we do sort of start talking about maybe things we didn't like, I also want to shout out. Similar to the puzzles, I was wondering where you were going with this. I wondered if you were going to mention the treasure system, which I think is fantastic in this game. Um, in the original, you get a piece of treasure, you can put gems in it. It's pretty much, yeah, for some parts you can kind of pick what they are, but it was like these gems only go in this style of treasure. Mm. Now you've got squares and circles and they go in anything that can inlay treasure. And it's up to you what you do with that like you can oh like i'm gonna hold out and wait to get a red barrel or whatever to match these up and even better that it, all those things carry over into new game plus as well it's just fantastic i it's so simple but it's so effective i love the treasure system in this game i found myself using it a lot more as well um mm. compared to the original where i felt like that was kind of maybe kept just for the really best players who were able to find all of the, yeah. the you know the hidden treasures. You have to get... This time, I, I feel like I have more access to those treasures, or at least have mm. enough access to materials uh, that I can actually start selling them and look out for them a bit more. So it, maybe it's just that there are there's uh, more of them, but obviously there's lots of ways to to get them as well now. Sometimes they'll just be out in the open. Sometimes they come from certain enemies. Um, and then obviously you can use some of the spinels to buy some extra gems and stuff mm. uh, should you need to. So, I, I mean, one thing that can be said about especially all the crafting in this game is that uh, what I like most about it is how much you can define your own style of play. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was necessarily included in sort of all versions, but at least on the Steam release, which I had, um, you know, you start off with two different attache cases and they have completely different perks to one another one of them you're more likely mm. to get uh, earn more pesetas and then the other one you're more likely to uh, pick up more handgun ammo that's a great branching path to start off with from the get-go that well what do you want to prioritize and what what do you want to make the most of and stuff um and obviously just to take it back to crafting for you know one last sort of little praise is that fact that if you really know exactly what weapons you love and you really want to sort of hone those you can and you don't have to worry necessarily about running out of ammo too much because of the crafting system so yeah. if you've got a specialized weapon that you just you know your way around but you know as people had with sort of the you know the magnum sort of you know back in the the original you you did kind of worry about how much ammo you would actually get for it or how often it would drop well you have that option now to you know possibly be able to craft some more and also sell off ammo that you don't need um, or, you know, you can sort of sell it and then, you know, pick up some more resources or gunpowder. I, I loved all of that stuff. Yes, agreed. Uh, cool. Does anyone have any other positive notes they'd like to make before we swing it back round? Cool. If it's not in this section, I would just say that I really liked when the game did go off the beaten path of the original, expand a bit further, and in particular, the two shout-outs go to um, the Lewis Sarah segments and the Ashley segment. They were two of my absolute mm. favourite parts of this game. So I really like that. The expansion, the differences that they, they introduced. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get into that when we talk about locations next. Um, let's do 
negatives then there's things and oh, some of you guys have already admitted that there's not a like a lot that you dislike about this game steve is there anything that stuck out to you that you just kind of like went nah not so much not for me oh okay uh i feel like the initial learning curve if you haven't got any idea of how to parry can be rather brutal uh, especially to a new new time player mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the main one, especially comparing this to the original, is that in, in the original RE4, it doesn't matter what you hit them with. If you hit a Canado in the head, they they will stagger or they will do some kind of flinch animation. And that can be part of a strategy of how you would play. And in this, it's not quite as simple as that. Sometimes you can literally dome a Ganado in the forehead and they don't stagger. They just like no, was it no sell the blow? Uh, and just carry on at you. Uh, and that is infuriating. Uh, I honestly, it's such a petty little complaint of mine, but when I'm aiming at an enemy's knee and I know that like four, four or five times it's going to stagger them, that one in five time it doesn't and they get a shot in makes me incredibly angry. And that, and that sounds like such a petty thing. But the original RE4 was built around precise knowledge of where to hit things and how to do it. And that can upset me quite a bit because obviously you take a hit, you use resources to heal yourself and so on. Um, that being said, obviously, if you just keep your distance and keep blasting them, eventually they'll stagger. <laughs> it looks cool. Uh, but yeah, that uh, that main gameplay change where they can no-sell blows now really does make me angry. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay, cool. Uh, James, what are the things that maybe you don't like about this game so much? Um, I, I have four. I'm going to put two in one. But... Um... Yeah, these things impacted my enjoyment, and they're going to be. I'm going to. They're going to be tacking onto what Steve said as well. Mm. But um, the first thing I want to say, Steve's not going to be happy with because I think they just sung their praises. But the bolt thrower, um, it's a reimagined gun, and it's still pretty much useless. Um, oh, I disagree with that. On paper, well, I mean, you'll you'll agree with the second part, but the first part. Uh, so on paper, this weapon it sounds great. Being able to retrieve your bolts is really cool. Mm. Um, but the bolts. Like, but for the bolts to do anything, you you need to invest quite heavily into this gun, um, and your aiming needs to be top notch. This weapon is meant to be a stagger tool; it's not meant to be a kill tool. So you you can rush in and then hit you hit your melees, but the crosshair the crosshair is abysmal. The <laughs> yeah, bolt curves uh, yeah, and it has a delay, but the crosshair does not help you with that curve. Mm-hmm. Like a quality of life feature to replace. This, by the way, would be just to have a lob mechanic, like with the right. grenade and harpoon. Um, it would that would make this weapon great, mm. right? But what is that crosshair? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the mines, however, are fantastic, um, but only in situational events. Mm. So, like the twin Garador room, or, or again the 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 twin uh, Bella sisters room where you can set up proximity mines before the main events. I like that. It gives you agency on the battlefield. Like when, you know, you can just look at the battlefield and have an idea of what you, how you want to, how you, you want to govern it or put it by doors for, that's really cool. I like that. Really like that. Yeah. I wish this, be- this weapon, the only thing that would make this weapon better was, would be that crosshair. Right. I, the amount of times I know I've hit a head and I'll go, I'll, I'll talk about this later on in this section as well. And it just has not hit or it has not staggered them. Right, and then I'm sitting there. I only have three bullets in this thing, right? And it doesn't get staggered. I'm like, oh well, this gun's useless, right? Unless I want to invest, and I'm already investing in my handgun. I'm investing in my shotgun, and I'm investing into my SMG. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to take a backseat. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, just just give it a better crosshair. They'll make it good. Um, I'm going to lump two in one here. So parries and animations. Um, before the demo, I was very excited to see parries. Um, I love the idea of them and being able to counteract counterattack was very exciting to me. But it's very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a parry hardly ever feels like a reward because the chances of getting a melee prompt are slim, like Steve just said. Uh, and if you're and if you do get it, you're rewarded with damage to your knife. <laughs> like it's janky as heck. Uh, then you mix that jankiness with slow animations, and it's a whole mess. Leon loves to stay in an animation, like for sometimes two whole seconds, like freezing you out of opening your inventory or even parrying. Right, it's it's definitely a step in the right direction doing this, and I love the idea of the parry system. Um, but it needs some work if they plan to bring it into like further reimaginings like RE5 <laughs> or other games. Um, and my final point, again, it can connect to the bolt thrower. Um, I, yeah, it's kind of the same, but yeah, the, the crosshairs, no matter what the weapon is, the crosshairs can lie. <laughs> so the amount, I don't know if this is just a PC thing, right? But the amount of heads I've had in my crosshairs and shot to only find out I've missed is too damn high, guys. Interesting. Like, I, I like, I have, <laughs> it's so frustrating um this will be on stationary targets too like i'm going into a new room everything is like standing still because they're like you know they're patrolling or they haven't seen me yet you know and i'll aim for a head and it just doesn't hit i've never it's not that's not really been the case with other re games like if i've missed it's been it's been because of my bad aiming do you think um like do you think if the original re4 with its laser sights and everything be it shotgun rocket launcher or whatever might have been good to be having as a toggle as opposed to a one-off attachment for handguns. Mm. Like just so you can definitely line up your shots how you yeah. know how we used to do it back in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I do like the, the focusing system. It's cool. Um, but yeah, like I would just like the it would be nice to have the laser sight on, you know, mostly everything, because the laser sight is great and it just ups ups your game. Um I I do have problems with the laser sight too. I think one if you're not targeting targeting on some this is like an accessibility thing. Right. Uh, it's very hard to see where the laser pointer is um, for me, for my eyeballs anyway. Um, and this is the final point, actually. So there's five here. But the final point is PC controls. Um, <clears throat> I do have a big advantage as a mouse and keyboard p- uh, player. However, I do, do have some disadvantages as well. Um, you guys were kind of um, congratulating the game on its its quick swap system when it came to the weapons. If you're playing on keyboard... Uh, and Sai, you might have seen this when you were watching me play. I do not switch using the D, the, the, yeah. the quick switch. I switch from going into the suitcase because if I want to switch a weapon, I have to tap a number twice, huh. like on my on my, on my my keyboard. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, so like if, if I have a Magnum and a pistol in one, I have to press mm. one to bring up the pistol and then one again to bring up the Magnum. Mm. Right, and you know, when you're in like a high-stress situation... You know, sometimes you're going to press that multiple times or you might even press two, right? And I always did that. And I'm always switching my guns around too, right? So it, 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 became, a big, it became a big problem for me. So I just ended up yeah. <laughs> pausing the game, going to my attaché case, equipping what the gun I needed or whatever I needed, right? Coming back out of it and then shooting That's off. That's fair. At least... Those are my gameplay ne- negatives. <laughs> at least you got op- like options. It's not just quick swap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's something, but yeah. I, I yeah, there is that. always like an... 
there is always an upside to these. Mm. Like I, I again going over like the bolt thrower, it just needs a better crosshair. I really like the parry system. Like you know the cross that cr- everything should have a laser sight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, those are my negatives anyway. I can't say I had any issues with like crosshairs and aiming on console. I played the game on PS5. Didn't have any problems. I think I'm the only person that played it on PS5 here, so I will actually use that moment to say that the uh, adaptive triggers in this game are awesome. They're always awesome. Um, that, for me, is almost like... adaptive. This is like a whole other thing, but adaptive triggers for me is like v- the uh, advent of vibration in controllers. Like, I don't know if I can go back now. It's so good. Um, so that felt really cool. Um, in terms of the parry system, which has come up a few times... I mean, I largely agree, unfortunately. I really... It was... I've had a lot of negatives with this game that have softened the more that I've played it. And the parry system, I've gotten better with it. And also, I think, mostly because when I hit a successful parry, I kind of run the other way. I don't try and take advantage of it because I guess I've learned that, yeah, that is a bit iffy. It's a risk, right? Yeah, so I think it, like... Actually, hitting the parry is quite easy for me now. But then it's... You don't run in melee. No, not like the original game or whatever. You... You kind of step back and get back into a better firing position but it's a shame i will agree that it's a shame that that's uh, it seems a bit odd um but yeah uh kelsey negatives how do you feel about the gameplay negatives uh yeah i won't kind of retread stuff that's been said i i actually have i have one single note for gameplay negatives i've, I've got a few negatives mm-hmm. to say later but for gameplay <clears throat> and i don't know if this is going to be sacrilegious or controversial but there's no dodge in this game and I think it needs a dodge. I think after playing RE3 Remake in Over the Shoulder with the dodge and then moving to this without a dodge with more enemies, I felt extremely kind of, you know, at a disadvantage. This game has like a sidestep and like a weird modified quick turn, which gets you out of some situations. Right. But there were plenty of times where I thought, I should be able to dodge there. I should be able to dodge here. And I couldn't. And funnily enough, I had two different people I know uh, message me about this game and say, how do you dodge? (laughs) 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 Which I thought was hilarious. Um, So I don't think I'm alone in that. I know the original didn't have a dodge. Uh, You know, this isn't the original. It's a remake. Um, Village didn't need it because it was first person. It was kind of different. But I felt like for all the stuff this game added not having the dodge felt like they should have carried that over from remake three and it was begging for a like a, a specific dodge you know for leon to just roll out of the way or something like that and on console um you know i'm used to console so i don't really feel the the sort of disadvantage uh, you know that it has with shooting even though i know it's there i'm used to playing it that way but i felt a disadvantage without a dodge and i think People have touched on some other stuff, which some I agree with, some I don't. I've got a few nitpicky things, but yeah, kind of fundamentally, I don't know why there's not a dodge in this game. Um, uh, but yeah, that was it, really. Aside from that, yeah, no other negatives. That's fair. I can see that. It doesn't necessarily apply to me. I never really thought about it too much. There's obviously the context-sensitive moments where you can sort of backflip out the way, depending on stuff. Obviously, you think about Verdugo yeah. and such. Yeah. But uh, fair enough. I can I can see it, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, Jordan, uh, what are your negatives for the game? Uh, well, first of all, I completely resoundly agree with Kelsey with regards to oh, there you go. Sort of missing the missing the dodge button. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where I feel like this is where some of the rigidity of uh, 
these remakes kind of comes out a little bit. Because uh, I, I feel like the Capcom sort of thinking is a little bit blinkered because I feel like they're looking at it as saying, well, if it was in the original, it will be in the remake. Um, mm. But despite the fact that remake 2, 3, and 4 are very clearly sort of connected, uh, mm. they don't necessarily show that uh, cohesion that they should have. No. So I, it wasn't that I was necessarily expecting the dodge mechanic to be in this game, but it really felt like it needed it. Because, I mean, I loved it in Remake 3. I, I thought, I know it could be a little bit sort of finicky, but if you if you got it right and you got used to it, it was very rewarding. And I didn't think you could necessarily use it too much to, to cheese the game. Yeah. It was just one of those things where, if you got your timing down right, uh, it, was a, it was just a little sort of a, more of a boost. You could, obviously, possibly abuse it in a game like Resident Evil 4 because, frankly, you are dealing with crowds a whole lot more. Uh, but you could just... You could put a cooldown timer on yeah, it or, or something meter. like yeah. that. But I there were there were times where I was just kind of like, this feels great, smooth, you know, movement, gunplay, all fantastic. But then every now and then I felt like I was kind of slowed to a crawl with actually maneuvering around enemies because I just didn't have that extra function. They can dodge, but I can't <laughs> unless it's a very specific contextual thing, which... I never really liked the contextual dodges in this game. Um, I don't know if it's just the placement of the prompts or just generally the rarity of them. Like they're they're not that typical, and you'll be surprised when you can actually do or not do it. Um, sometimes it feels like it would be obvious, and sometimes uh, you 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 think, oh, there's going to be a prompt come up, and it doesn't. Um, so that's when a sort of a general. All-purpose dodge would be great, just to kind of buy you that extra second or two uh, when it comes to sort of crowd control. Because the opposite is that I then have to just awkwardly sort of shuffle past enemies. <laughs> and while that's obviously always been a trademark in Resident Evil, that that has been part of evasion from the very get-go, it feels really rudimentary when you're you're playing one of the latest games and it's got all these other games yeah. to look back at. I'm not asking for Resident Evil 6, you know, Max Payne, jumping around and stuff. <laughs> I just thought, for how agile and how capable Leon Kennedy is in this game, a dodge would really complement him well. So that's that's a shame, um, but th- there you go. Maybe they'll mod it in, who knows? <laughs> you know, the community <laughs> can do lots of good stuff. And speaking of that, in a way... My biggest issue, and it was sort of, it did hang over me for a lot of the playthrough. I really tried to sort of shake it out. Um, but uh, back when we did the original Resident Evil 4 podcast, and we, you know, we did talk about the sort of the, the looming shadow of a possible uh, remake, uh, I, I talked about it sort of really on, on two fronts that it would be very interesting to see uh, how a modern audience <clears throat> or a newcomer audience would look at the original Resident Evil 4 in Legacy. It's all well and good for us to absolutely love it, but I don't know exactly how much of a wall it is to new players. Um, in that way, doing a very sort of uh, honest and uh, sort of uh, sort of traditional sort of remake in that you say very close to the source material makes sense. <clears throat> uh, but I also thought that because of the sheer accessibility of the original, and obviously in turn with you know the fantastic community mods to actually make it look better than ever. Yeah. Uh, it gave Capcom license to go a bit crazy with this one. Go off on a, on a beaten path. Go fixed camera angles if you want. Go first person. Or, you know, 
dare mm. I say it, go survival horror with it. Um, <laughs> that was the kind of stuff that I was really hoping might happen with Resident Evil 4. And obviously, as more material came out, I realized that was absolutely not the path that was being taken. Um, despite the fact that, you know, Resident Evil 2 and 3 can change wildly from their original games in, in, in a few different places, it feels like Resident Evil 4 is a little bit too sacred to sort of tinker with too much. Obviously, there was a lot of worries after Remake 3 that there'd be cut content uh, or there'd be things that were sort of radically changed that was going to upset a very big fan base. And I think that's why they chose to sort of go with something that's more traditional. Safe. yeah. The, mm. the problem is that while this isn't obviously a mark against the game for something that it's not, because that's not really fair on it, the problem is that comparison is the thief of joy. And so whenever I was playing the game... I was playing a very, very close scenario and campaign to the original, which meant that I was constantly thinking of the original, which meant that I was constantly anticipating what was coming next compared to the original. Mm. And it meant that it was a bit it was a bit harder for me as a returning player to appreciate it as much. Like I think it'll be an absolute thrill ride for somebody who's playing it for the very first time. But compared to what it would be like for people for fans of the original one, two, three going to their respective remakes and you know even if they didn't always like the changes they got a lot of them i feel like this it plays it very close to the original in a way that it's a little bit diminishing for itself because it either has to do everything better or it's just going to end up sort of matching it and i i feel like in the years that have sort of passed since the original come out it could have maybe gone off the beaten path a little bit more as i say some of the best parts are when it does exactly that. Mm. Uh, but, you know, things like some of the boss fights, I would directly compare them to the original. I just thought, oh, they're about the same. In my, in my view, they're about the sort of same. And that was a little bit of a shame that I, I kept coming back to that. Mm. Um, but obviously, it's still, a, it's still a fantastic game. It's just, it's a little bit of one of those wasted potentials. Uh, but it, obviously, Resident Evil 4, a bit like stuff like Final Fantasy 7 and stuff like that, these are kind of hard games to remake because you're never going to please everybody. I think for the most part they have pleased the, uh, the majority of people and it's only people who maybe wanted something entirely different that are going to be a little bit disappointed. Yes, that's very fair. Completely take what you say. Good sort of wide-reaching discussion points, certainly, which I'm now going to ruin with a couple of rants about some very specific dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pull up the picture that I think, Kelsey, you made of my head on a tyrant because it's time for a siren. Um, or, t or two, in fact. Um, the charms, great in theory, in practice, uh, suck. They're terrible. Uh, it's really cool when you get a legendary one and you can run much faster and like, oh, like armor upgrades are cheap. And I, it's really cool when you've got them. Getting them is, I mean, you might as well not bother. It's just awful. So the way that this works is you get, um, on your first playthrough as well, you get a finite amount of these from the shooting gallery that you get from, uh, well, unless you're really, really good, I guess. But you get one for getting each sort of rank on each game. And then you can purchase more if that's where you choose to spend your limited spinels as well. And then you pop these into a little machine and it will give you a charm. Uh, the problem is that it's sort of RNG and also completely not. Like you can get something and go, this is useless to me. Great, I've put three gold coins in and I've got... You get a little bit more shotgun ammo again. Uh, that's good. I saved the game. I'll reload it. Never mind. It's the same thing every time over and over again. 
So it's RNG, but it's also predetermined RNG, so that when you found something that you don't like, you're stuck with it until you come across the next shooting gallery checkpoint. So you can go through multiple playthroughs looking for something that you're going to need for getting professional S plus rank or something, like the speedrunning charm, um, and have no hope of getting it. So, uh, yeah, even make it random or make it where you can just straight up purchase them. This in the middle nonsense really infuriated me. It it got better when I got some of those legendary charms. I was having a better time. But when it was just giving me, oh, you get a bit more healing for eating snakes over and over again. I was like, cool, <laughs> there goes a waste of all my time and money that I've put into these. Just utterly stupid. Uh, the other I just, one. I just don't know why you get repeats. Yeah, it's really right. You should just get one of everything and then it's empty. That would have been yeah. also. That would be the absolute perfect solution, of course. Because because they're not even they're not even worth much pesetas. No, and then you ones. and then every other token that you might get from subsequently playing the shooting gallery or whatever, you can just sell. Like that would be the solution. What's even worse than that for me is the missable treasure that can sit on a spike. Um, don't tell me at some points in the game with the merchants, go back and get everything in an area because I, I'll go, okay, cool. Right, we're moving on to another area. Fair enough. I'm glad they told me. Oh, I can't do that actually because you didn't warn me when the one chapter that I can get something. There is treasure where there's one moment to get it several times. A really bad one, a really bad example. And I imagine 95% of people who played the game I, you're not expecting to get every piece of treasure on your first playthrough. But if the game's saying, oh, now you should go back and get everything that you missed, well, that's kind of incongruent to me. Ashley being chased by the armadura, you being terrified, you're not going to check your map. Oh, there's one thing here that Leon can't get past, so he can't get this piece of treasure. So that's BS. Also, to make matters worse, some of the treasure is locked in drawers, and the small keys for them do not appear on the treasure map. You buy the treasure map, small keys aren't on there. Some of them are like ludicrously tucked away. So I <laughs> I did a run where I was like, right, I'm going to finish off the treasure run. I'm going to do that because I didn't get the, uh, the castle or the village when I did it. I'm going to do a treasure run. I missed a small key. I've ruined my entire area. I have to do a playthrough again and pick up every piece of treasure again. So yeah, again, you can't have it both ways. Now it's a wider open game. You can't say, go back and get everything. And then tell me, actually, you can't. You missed your one chance. That stuff sucks. I'm glad I never have to do it again. It's super lame. Oh. But... I feel bad now because that's actually <laughs> like... First playthrough, Steve, literally every five seconds, I'm just checking the map going, is there a loot? Is there a loot? <laughs> of like, course. Like, glacial pace, being hunted by things, just like, hmm, but there is a gem here, if. And uh, <laughs> that's why my first playthrough took me almost 18 hours. Oh, well, here's the thing. Mine oh. took over 19, and I missed every treasure. So oh, no. I tried. I tried I, my I, hardest. Mine was 22 hours. <laughs> there you go. Right, and I, I I, think the only one I got was the island. Like, and then, Yeah, I did that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, but I, I didn't get the village and the the castle. Yeah, it's... it's it. Whatever, it... I'll get over it, but it's just kind of this thing. So PSA for anyone that's going to do a run through of the game where you're expecting to get every treasure, use a guide. Use a guide so you know where the specific points are that you can only get these specific treasures. Um, in terms of that as well, while we're here, before we move on, um, I think the runtime of this game is great. I thought it was just about right. Uh, I think the issue really is the number of playthroughs that you might need to get that 100% is too high. I'm on six. Um, I'm probably going to need to do two or three more to get everything. I was like, that seems a lot for 
quite a long game. Admittedly, on further runs, you can get through in five hours. That's a lot compared to most Resident Evil games that you can complete in an hour and a half when you're going through on subsequent runs. So it's not the length, but it's the number of playthroughs to me that are an issue. Uh, but yes, right. I feel better now. I've got that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> October. Eight years since my awakening. At last, my noble pursuit progresses to its final stage. The fusion of human and insect. The Owlskeeper has graciously volunteered herself for the experiment. I shall pour my whole heart into this endeavor in order to transcend humanity and make Master Ramon proud. March, nine years since my awakening. A glorious union has been made. The housekeeper has endured much suffering, but not for naught. Behold the fruits of our labor in all its beauty. I shall consecrate this perfect life form and the name you three for three is the most beautiful and complete number. April, nine years since my awakening, you three, my dear hound, Pesanta, has been chosen to serve as the right hand of Master Ramon. But is two not better than one? Now, it is my turn to demonstrate my loyalty. His humble servant, Isidro Urarte, Let's talk about locations in the game. We got three major locations. We spent a lot of time talking about locations for Village, so maybe when we reviewed that, so maybe try and keep it a little more concise if we can. Uh, village, Castle and Island, let's start with the Pueblo. Um, Kelsey, how do you feel about the Village as represented in Remake 4? Um, it's my favourite. It's my favourite area in the game. I think the variation is because of that. Uh, it's also the place where you get all the character introductions, which are all incredible. Uh, and I do like the Mendez boss fight, um, which, like Jordan said, is very similar to the original, but I still enjoyed it. So the variation with wooded areas, shacks, the lake, the manor house, the church, there's so much going on. I think the village is the only location you see at different times of the day as well, mm -hmm. which I, mm -hmm. I don't think happens elsewhere. So the texture is just kind of richer. I love yes. the little photos and files in the village. The, like the setting is not as grandiose as the castle, but just, yeah, that variation is more enjoyable to me. Um, I love the addition of the prison escape, which is incredibly Metal Gear Solid. I think that's in every MGS game, the got to get my gear back thing. Um, so yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and, and yeah, like like character character introductions, we'll talk more about characters in a bit of Lewis and Ashley. I think he's great. The, the Lewis and Leon chained up scene, I think is one of the standout moments of the game in terms of character interactions and hmm. how it's kind of put together and cinematography. Loved that. When Mendez first shows up in the village area, obviously, and when he sort of shows up and just smacks Leon, my jaw hit the floor. And I think seeing, because the RE engine feels a bit more, re you know, for want of a better phrase, realistic, that felt like the first time in this game there was like a huge thing happening a big big kind of maybe hyper real thing happening and i loved that moment um and yeah i just think it's kind of similar to what jordan said like the 
one of my criticisms about this game is I just could have done with a few more surprises here and there because, mm-hmm. you know, that opening village fight, I, I said it when the demo came out, I just felt like I was playing the same game and I'm using the same tactics that I did 20 years ago. So that's like a small gripe I have with the area and other parts of the game mm-hmm. where it's so similar. And I would have liked a few more surprises, but I'm nitpicking there. Um, but just overall, I just think the village offers you know the most variation and most stuff to to kind of experience um yeah do you want to pass it over for Cass, or are we going to circle back around or shall i keep Uh, going let's let's circle around village first um yes i think i i totally get what you're saying about the pueblo if you like uh it really for me though it's sort of like a mirror thing because that is incredibly true but on the flip side the lake felt so fresh um, definitely yeah i think the village overall really sets the stage off the most iconic areas of the original are the same and then the gradual you know the further you get away from those areas the more they feel remixed um and for, and that is a completely a your mileage may vary thing depending on how you feel about certain areas and that obviously you might feel differently but for me it was really spot on the stuff that needed to be exactly the same was and then i was like oh this is some, some fresh stuff in between uh, Steve, how did you feel about the village? Startling, really. I think we, we've already said like how much of it is one-to-one with its original counterpart, yet they remixed it in all these little clever ways. Mm. Like uh, the, the holdout cabin is a place you see really early on next to yeah. the cable car, which sadly is defunct, uh, which leads, you know, it allows it to wrap around on itself a lot more and become an actual place rather than a set of arenas with like rustic stylings. Uh, I think that's really, really well done. Um, I want to... like. Kels talked about the dust, you know, when you see in various times of day, and I feel like the underused dusk color scheme, we need that as a full, like, backing cover for a full Resident Evil game, because, my God, it's breathtaking. Like, especially, mm-hmm. like, going from the church to the, like, the fishing, I don't know if you call it, like, a fishing hamlet or something, the little, like, sunken yeah. area. It's called Fish it's Farm, all... I think. I think it's called Fish Farm. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Fish Farm. Yeah. Uh, it being like a purple-orange Where sky. you can o- only get snakes, by the way. You can't farm fish, you get snakes. It's good fun. <laughs> <laughs> no black bass in the Fish Farm. <laughs> Disappointing. Uh, but no, it, it, it's, uh, it's amazing how much of it is one-to-one, and yet it still feels like it's been remixed in just the right ways. Um, the the Metal Gear escape sequence is basically done in reverse for how it was in the original game, uh, which is like after the initial assault on the village, isn't it? The, um, at the initial assault, you get kidnapped, and then, and then you would normally go through that gully of like wooden barricades and stuff, which is still there, but it's now after, and it's own separate little pocket arena. Um, but it's amazing how much of it you can like sort of, if you've played the game before, you can build a mental map. But it's always like, you know, it's not going to be 100% accurate. It's not it's not your daddy's Resident Evil 4. It's still <laughs> enough to be reminiscent, but not the same. <laughs> and the fact that it's no longer brown and grey all over is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think everyone's probably going to agree. And I'm one of them about the changes of day. Absolutely. Uh, that's really nice. Completely flips around the vibe. Getting to come through when it's raining at the end as well with Ashley keeps it fresh so yeah big in agreement with that jordan how do you feel about the village yeah i really like uh what the changes the sort of expansion that they sort of made to it at least in terms of sort of like how it can seem so different every time that you visit it and you do get a few good reasons to go back and visit it um so i really like that because it is one of those places where 
everyone remembers it. It is the it, probably the strongest sort of memory that anybody's going to have of Resident Evil Four from the very get go, from the very first promotional material. Uh, so they really did it justice, and mm. the place feels uh, incredibly sort of lived in. Uh, I mean, it's a credit to Resident Evil of the last maybe you know five, six, maybe even the that last decade of development that they have kind of built up a you know a wonderful engine for you know places just like the village yeah where you have these really kind of you know ex- exceptionally sort of lived in but creepy and quite sort of like disgusting at points places um and uh, also all while doing it yeah we'll get into the visuals but yeah it's somehow it's a beautiful game while also pl- having plenty of disgusting elements uh i really did appreciate the sort of the the cold the colder sort of intro to it that um it wasn't necessarily going straight into the house and uh you know having your first interaction with a ganado it was you, you had a little bit of a lead up to that you know just to kind of set the tone right um it's not like there's a whole lot to do in that first area but i don't know is those are nice touches when it can sort of uh, just expand it a little bit further um love the lake spent ages there um i it was just it was it was sort of so nice that uh, it, it it got that kind of greater sort of emphasis and you know sort of going around the uh, the caverns a bit more and that uh, I love the fact that uh, you know you've got the red nine just sitting there in the middle of the boat in the middle of the lake. Hmm. Uh, that was a nice little sort of surprise. Missed that um, my first playthrough. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. um, and. Uh, one of my absolute favorite moments in terms of the presentation was actually from the lake, setting my eyes on the castle for the first time in the distance. Yes. Um, yeah. As as, men- as mentioned, there is a greater connectivity to, you know, the overall world now, and uh, I love that that you know you really do know where you're where you're coming from and where you're going to at any point. Um, and and the only thing that I can say against Village is that obviously in the previous point about negative gameplay is that obviously some parts close off and you just don't get to go back to them mm. um, in ways that don't necessarily kind of make sense. Very like, arbitrary. Yeah, um, I mean, we we've already obviously sort of covered about the the treasures and stuff like that, but I mean I don't actually remember being prompted by the merchant before the fish farm area that I should go back and get you know the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a bit, which is a bit annoying because that was the first time that I at least thought I heard it. Um, and so I dragged all the way back and then found that basically there is a path that I simply can't go anymore because it's been blocked off. And it's weird because th- the game knows that it can change paths for you because the main village sort of area, but you know, with the um, you know, with the 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 church nearby and everything, um. That obviously has a, a destructive sequence mm. that then changes the sort of the, the map. You have to actually take shortcuts around in order to get from one place to another. And I was just thinking, they could have done that. They could have, I don't know. They, like They literally had a well that was closed that was then opened after the fact. It's like, you could have just had like a well, a little underground tunnel just to take me back to that last section. But obviously that's, that's, nit, that's nitpicking and that's going back to gameplay. But other than that, uh, yeah, it looked fantastic. And it was exactly kind of what I hoped that if it was going to be sort of like one-to-one with the village area, this is what I was kind of hoping for. It expanded in the right areas while also sort of knowing what was so iconic about the original location. 
Yes, agreed. I'm glad, you know, it's been mentioned about sort of coming back to the village and it changing a little bit every time by having like the, whatever that is, you know, tower come down. It's really cool. Um, and I mentioned the lake section. I just love that the freedom to that. So we have the sort of, the lack of the traditional mission structure. While we do have chapters, like you get to that point and you can kind of, you have to go grab these MacGuffins and also you can go back and get, you know, the majority of treasure at this point. Um, yeah. I really loved that that was the thing. Just like now at this point, it's almost like its own little mini hub for a moment. I was like, that's really cool uh, for sure. Uh, for me, I guess my only real negative is that the, the last run from the villa to Mendez's boss fight felt truncated. It felt almost, and I really like Remake 3, so this is not a slant against it, but it felt more like that where it's like supercharged run, off you go point A to point B. Yeah. Didn't really get a chance to explore or look around, which is a shame. Because uh, that's really the only moment in the game that's like that. For me, the village could have been longer, would have been nice, would have been better if it was even bigger. But the runtime was perfect, so that's kind of at odds with that, certainly. Um, James, how do you feel about the village, or in fact, as I perhaps should call it, Valdelobos, uh, as seen by Leon on a map in the Hunter's Lodge? Uh, this region, we call it Pueblo. We might always call it Pueblo, but it may have a new name, or at least it may have a name in this continuity that's Valdelobos, which means Valley of Wolves, which apparently is also the name of a real place. How do you feel about the village? Um, so it's a region. So Val Valdelobos is a is a region. So right. we can still call it the village. Yeah, I think it's a village within... Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's Pueblo within Valdelobos. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... This area, I think, yeah, I think all of us like this is this is by far my favorite of the three areas. The level design and like the seamless backtracking as well is precisely what I need from an RE game. Yeah, um, each area feels like uh, generations have lived there um, as well. You see evidence of everyday hardworking people, livestock just hanging out, occasionally getting mad. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> cow. <laughs> Uh, it's got the perfect amount of action and calm too. Now, this is important when I'm playing a horror game because I, after there is a lot of action and scary, I need a time, you know, a moment of relief. You know, I need to just <laughs> sit down and just relax. And this place has a lot of that. The village has a lot of that. Um, yeah, big a big example of this is the lake. Um, after you slay a certain giant uh, giant salamander, um, <laughs> you get complete freedom on what you explore around this lake it's it's like a treasure run and it feels like a great reward after the most rng boss in the game mm. no i don't i'm not i don't have anything against that boss mm. at all um <laughs> but uh yeah but you know that like after this calm there'll be a storm uh in the form of el gante because it has to be right yeah so the tension like i remember every time i play every playthrough i play i always feel tense when i'm when i go towards the merchant that final time <laughs> you know even though i it's on my i'm on I'm like my sixth or seventh playthrough and i know i'm gonna destroy el gigante but it's still i'm still very tense uh yeah um yeah other than like certain points being blocked off which is a big mark against it um this place did surprise me a lot like that tower you mentioned earlier on site that absolutely crapped me up like i i like jumped out of my skin yeah, same because I, I was i was looking and i think the game wanted you to excellent use of assets because the there are crows just dotted on the roofs around this place and there's mm. a crow when you just walk into this place 
And like, so you look at the crow, oh, I'll shoot that crow. Yay, nice loot. And then you go, you see another crow on a roof. And you're like, wait, how am I going to get that crow? And then like, I start started to walk over to the crow that's on top of the shotgun house. And then boom, this huge tower just falls. I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was a great uh, thing to do. It was, it was a great little, like, uh, yeah, great little uh, segment. Um, yeah, it's it it nice little bits like that. Um, there were several choices like we'll go through it with the other two regions as well but there are like choices you could go through like there's a just before the bella sisters fight um and the game tells you this or rather leon does um but leon says um to ashley we can either take this we can even go in guns blazing basically or we can go stealthily but Mm. he prefers to go stealthily right so he tells ashley to keep quiet right but you know i i've tried i've done that section stealthily once and the other times i've just gone all guns blazing but it's way worth it just to stealth which it's something i never do Hmm. (laughs) like because you you save so much ammo yeah and like you know you might get yeah you might get like an alexandrite or an emerald i think from that boar man but like it might not be worth it but yeah it's it's almost perfect the village for me Hmm. completely completely fair what's funny actually about that you say about the crows what's really funny if you don't shoot that crow it just stays there it's like you run out and this tower falls down oh yeah the crow does not care whatsoever like i'm like that's a little (laughs) weird the crow's just hanging out obviously immediately (laughs) after that is the first i think the first time in the game that you attack by the wolves that freaks it out but i love that the game makes you jump with the tower and then suddenly you're under attack by oh yeah the cold millows yeah i think that's it's really cool. Uh, cool. Let's talk about location number two, the castle. Uh, you said, I think, uh, that the village might be everyone's favourite. It's tough. It's it's close to a tie for me. I really, really liked the castle. Uh, Jordan, how do you feel about the castle? Loved it. It was my favourite, absolutely. Ah, there you go. Um, I mean, it may well have been just because the, you know those first sort of few hours, I was stewing a little bit about sort of exactly <laughs> how I felt about the game. Like it's it's you know it's it's so many ways dazzling and I'm sort of looking at it and I'm like you you know don't impress me that much. <laughs> um, by the time I get to the castle though, I'm, I'm like I am I'm warmed to the fact that look it's it's going to be pretty damn faithful to the game, which means that you might as well celebrate what it's really glowing up. And um, <clears throat> obviously the location's fantastic in the original, and I think that they uh, just enhance especially the castle. Uh, in you know, just about every way it's it's one of those kind of places which is obviously it's so resident evil so when you kind of go into every room and it's got extra sort of mood and extra sort of terror um i think mm. it works out fantastically so um yeah easily easily my favorite area um i yeah, I, I don't know much more to say besides sort of like you know glowing praise for it i think uh yeah, every every section just came came off a lot sort of stronger, um, and I think everything else that I could say is going to be more credited in the in the visuals yeah, sort fair. of section of yeah. the podcast. But yeah, just it was it was everything that I would sort of like hope it would be from a presentation perspective, um, the right kind of expansions. I think the map's a little bit different, mm. um, and uh, you know I don't necessarily sort of mind that. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, I, th- I think that it was, it was well balanced with sort of the sequences. I was kind of, at, you know, when, uh, there was a whole sort of like escape through, 
um, you know, when the, you know, the armored gigante is starting to, you know, lob stuff like, yeah. I, I was wondering, I was like, well, is this, is this going to sort of like maybe take out too many sort of chunks of the castle? But no, you then go back and you can kind of like revisit it and it, it rewards you for sort of revisiting it as well. Uh, so I, yeah, I really, I really dug it. There were in particular sort of rooms which we, obviously were not necessarily in the original that just especially sort of stood out as just sort of little moments. They didn't have to necessarily be substantial to the gameplay, but um, the whole sort of like altar room where yeah, I think you, it might be the first time that you see the sort of the advanced version of the Plagueis. Um, I love the lead up to that, how freaky it was. Um, and obviously it then leads to another room shortly after that, which is kind of like a, you know, a big, uh, you know, a, a big horde section. Um, you're going up and down sort of, you know, two, two levels, trying to fight off as many as you can. Uh, really strong throughout. Um, and it just, it looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, completely agree. The variety in the castle is really good. Like, we'll talk about the visuals, certainly, but the variety in those visuals is really important to keep it engaging, certainly. Um, there, I feel like there's a lot of stuff missing from this area, uh, but not a whole lot that I personally missed. Steve, how do you feel about the castle and, and the cuts therein, I suppose? No, we have lost the underwater lava lake and the dragons. Thank uh, goodness. Fallen out from my homies. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, it's I love how this is. This has gone from being a slightly camp and uh, cheesy place in mm. base RE4, uh, RE4 classic, if you will, and it now genuinely feels like a haunted like manor kind of deal. Like I feel like at some point someone is going to start kicking out some vampire killer tunes, and I'm going to get a mace out. It's that kind of spooky. <laughs> Well, ominous kind of way. It's it's uh, pretty pretty cool. Uh, I think that the changes they've made, while it's still about as linear as it was, except for that one like spoke in the middle where you could basically choose your own way to get what head for a quite a a key item quest. Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. The the um, the El Gigante pelting you on the ramparts is like an entirely new sequence mm. that basically replaces like the uh, the lava tunnel and the dragons, if you like. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I think that has a whole new set piece, and and the mine tunnel underneath, like the most Indiana Jones feeling moment in any video game. <laughs> like, the original minecart was kind of naff, and this is like, oh yeah, I'm getting to this bit. I love this bit. Hi, Luis. High five. Let's go. Um, surprisingly hype. Uh, the I think my favorite new section is the like the central hall before the actual throne room area, which is infested, absolutely infested with Novista doors. Feels like that it's never ending in there, and it's a simple like five switches <sighs> yeah. to get out. But the room is so dilapidated yet beautiful, and it's just it's creepy in all the kind of cool ways. And that's the castle overall. There's like two nice rooms in the whole blooming place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no complaints really I, I, everyone's been saying about how the village is great I, I love how this has been revamped yeah for sure yeah. Um, yeah like I'm so glad you said about the uh, the Donkey Kong Country segment certainly um, <laughs> I don't remember if it came up in wishlist or not but it's something that I just don't care for in the original game and this time around you're right it's, it's a lot more fun um, el- they do take your agency away a little bit by making you use the red nine if you don't want to use it, you know, uh, or whatever. But it, it's short enough. Side. Well, I know, right? Exactly. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but it's short, and you know, it's yeah. I, 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 I 
Yeah, it's good, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lost, lost myself there. Uh, James, pick it up. How do you feel about the castle? Um, yeah, the castle is it's a little bit more linear than the villages, mm. um, but still has like a lot of surprises. Um, yeah, like the 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 cart, uh, not the mine cart, but the cart you find near the merchant before the Chimera heads puzzle was like something I I only found on my second playthrough. Mm. <laughs> Um, I thought I wasn't going to get all my small keys for all those treasures, but it was thanks to that car, like, and me remembering to explore, you know, I remember that door. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there was, like, a door that led back to the room just for the water, and I was, like, I was going, what the heck? Well, what's that for? But it's, again, it's going to that little car area. Um, but, yeah, it's got, like, uh, if you do backtrack, it's also got enemies along the way as well, including... Uh, a crimson hair, a uh, crimson head, a crimson. Uh, God, what are they called? Zealot. The guys in the robes. Um, yeah, zealot. But yeah, the monks. The, is, crimson zealot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Illuminatus. Don't skull git. But yeah, he, he turns uh, in the lobby area um, when you when you first enter, yeah. where Ramon gives a speech. Like, there's a plug, a mandibular. Like, he turns into one of them, and that made that was a very tough fight for me because I had no flash grenades, <laughs> and yeah, the room was full of uh, it was full of like cultists and zealots as well. But yeah, one thing about um, the castle that's great, uh, <laughs> and this is going to sound pretty exploity, but. Yeah, unlike the original game, the doors don't lock behind you. Um, so you can just stand in the doorways and destroy oh, everybody. They don't come for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the doorways, yeah. um, which was kind of fun because I kept on going out and I would like sift a couple in and then I'd kill them and then I'd go back in. And yeah, it was it was a nice tactic to do because zealots don't know how to use doors apparently. <laughs> um, Slightly takes the terror away, <laughs> isn't it? When you know you could just cheese them from the door and they just like <laughs> awkwardly shift around and go, even, <laughs> yeah. even the plaggers ones, even the blows, oh, I'm so sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll leave you I alone. I need to go back to my post. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's also, uh, this will probably be about halfway through the castle, near to the end of the castle is probably where you're going to get your first exclusive um, too. Um, it has a lot of treasure lying around, mm. um, as well as, as Steve said earlier, a room. I absolutely detest this room, um, but it's mostly because of the no recovery run that I was trying to do. But um yeah, the room where they're constantly spawning the Vistadors. You can earn yourself quite a lot of cash from that room. Yeah. Um, from killing the Vistadors, because they'll give you a lot of gems um, to give you some extra capital. And when it comes to the aesthetic, this place... I'm going to say it, guys, because I'm going to talk about it later on as well. But it's very similar to Castle Dimitrescu mm. in terms of its decor. Mm. Um, even the breakable urns. Someone... Yeah. You go... Go Google the urns in or, or play village. Have a look at the urns. They are very similar, not exactly similar. Like, could they be re- reusing assets? Sure. Is it a reference? Maybe. Or does it have a deeper meaning? <laughs> they I both fly for the same Tartarus. Kind of like the tarps. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> the RE engine tarp is out in full force and it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> this might be the tarpiest game so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Acme products of Resident Evil. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's great that James mentioned the Castle Dimitrescu because, like, the Garadar first area, like, particularly, feels yeah. very much like the yeah. um, Maiden the demos bit. Uh, and oof, yeah, goodness me, that was full on. Like, oh god, the witch ladies are going to come back, aren't they? And no, 
No, the, <laughs> the smiliest man in the castle's here, and he's going to stab me. <laughs> it's good that you say Garrida, actually, because I sort of alluded to it, but nobody's really picked out any particular rooms. But I'd say that if there was one bit missing from the castle that I would have liked... Um, even though maybe it would have been frustrating, like in the original game, I occasionally found it frustrating, but it is memorable, is the bit with the cage and the Garador in it in the original game. That's not so much a thing. It's kind of almost played reference to in a cutscene where Leon gets trapped, um, but the Garador in a cage is not a thing. But in terms of stuff like the swinging blades being gone, don't really mind that. Um, and the Lava Room and the Salazar, Salazar Colossus, um, they're actually both kind of sort of repurposed at the clock tower and combined into yeah. a fire-breathing Salazar statuette thing as you go up. I thought it was a really clever little nod without them doing going so ridiculous, as you say, the campy castle of the original game, certainly. Um, Kelsey, I think you're last on the castle. How did you feel about it? Uh, it's stunning. Like You've all kind of covered it. I know I said the village is my favourite, but to be honest with you, like, I think that's just because I'm more comfortable in the village. The castle... Mm ups the ante with the enemies and the difficulty and it really starts to test you so it's kind of yeah it's it's more difficult to play but you could uh, it's just more intense and the village is kind of more fun i suppose which is why i prefer the village um yeah the uh it felt like we had more spencer mansion stuff here with the dining room and the library i love those rooms even the armory and the knights i know the knights are in the original re4 as well but yeah love the knights i think the ashley section was hugely improved um i just did it today without using the the light as well which was quite fun um yeah the double garador room is absolute hell i think i died there (laughs) (laughs) in more than any other room in the game um you know, you've all touched on the underground section. Uh, nobody's really touched on the Verdugo, which I guess is kind of castle. It's like an in-between weirdy bit. But yeah, intense battle. But I love that it retains the cheesy methods from the original, if you know the tactics. Um, the castle adds some nice stuff to the Salazar lore. And I think he really, as a character, anchored this section well. I'm sure we'll talk more about him in a bit. Yeah, not yeah. much to add. Just stunning, absolutely stunning. Really great. Help. The village and the castle uh both amazing sections yeah love the castle awesome okay well let's talk about the final area of the game so this is going to be an interesting one because obviously mm-hmm. the island has always had some uh, mixed opinions on the original game so it'll be interesting to see how people felt about it in the remake uh james let's go with you first how did you feel about the island uh the, the island is my least favorite yeah of all three of these areas yeah. but uh, that doesn't mean i don't like it like i do it's just it's my least favorite of the three like like village is five out of five castle is 4.8 and island is like 4.5 you know out of five it's it's still good um it's much more linear than the previous two areas with little to no backtracking at all Mm. (laughs) it's but but it's like it's meant to be your like swan song like a run to the finish line basically like it's full of treasure though like gem giving bow's everywhere it has the most BOW variants, I think, of any other location. Um, it feels like Sadler, it truly does, like when you begin it and as you go through it, it feels like Sadler has brought everything he has to bear to fight back against you. Like, well, until he gets to the, to, to well, until he gets to enact his plan. Um, it does have the most terrifying creature in the game for me, though. Uh, but we'll talk about that later on. And I think okay. we know what that is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. I don't really have much more to say about it because it just does feel like a just a run through. 
Um, there's the Krauser fight, mm. which is a nice, I say break, but it's also stressful. <laughs> like, it's it's very stressful, uh, especially after what he just did as well. Um, again, we'll talk about that in the character section. Um, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't have much, much more really to say. Cool. Uh, so, Kelsey, how do you feel about the island? Uh, it's rubbish. Um, <laughs> apart from <laughs> apart from the regenerators and Krauser, yeah, obviously those two things are, are great. Uh, the rest is just it's just lame. Like it's so much enemy reuse, enemies you've already reseen, you've seen, but just some of them have got armor now. Like James said, it's a run through section. The environments themselves are less interesting when you compare it to Castle and Village. I'm struggling to find much positive to say about it. I really do not like mm. the Mike helicopter section. I didn't like it in the original and I don't like it here. It just becomes like a battlefield section. And it, it like it's kind of fun to play. Like I feel like it's almost like a bonus mode, like a mercenaries thing. Like it would be fun for that, <laughs> but it sucks me right out of the game. And personally mm. I would have rather they ditched the helicopter and replaced it with something scary and made, you know, to make the island leave more of an imprint on me. And originally I wasn't bothered about the cutting of U3, but maybe like a reworked section of that would have been better than the helicopter because uh, sort of this is kind of in my conclusion, like there's no scares in this game that matched up to Beneviento for me. And I would have taken some more scares over the helicopter assault any day so yeah like from a <laughs> gameplay perspective it's still it's still strong and gunplay and all that but just the least interesting and like james i don't have too much to say i'm kind of critical about this i don't want to harp on about it i, I did like the crowds mm. of boss fight and i love the regenerators of course but yeah not it's my least favorite section too yeah i also agree i don't think i dislike it quite as much as you do but that being said i have basically two notes and neither of them are that positive um i think even as the most changed area, probably, I still think it's by far the weakest area of the game. And I still think it's quite a weak area. Uh, the benefit is that it is quite linear and easy to sort of pelt through on subsequent runs. It doesn't really bog you down quite like the original does at points. But that being said, it is now part the part of the game that I get to on a run. And I'm like, oh, I better just get through this and just get it done. It doesn't take too long. I'll be okay. And I just don't, I just don't enjoy it, yeah, nearly as much. Um even just going on, on my last like two or three runs, I've literally just been going through with the infinite rocket launcher because I've had other bits to tick off. Um, and even then it's it's not super fun. <laughs> it's just like I blow things up and go. Like uh, having to go through it without that, it's going to be really tough to go back to it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, not not massively a fan myself. There, there is a there is a point that I think there's only one point where I went, whoa. And that's like when you first start the area and you get like a look at the island in its yeah. totality. Yeah. I also like... You know, and it, yes. Um, afterward, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. When you look out across it and you can see all like the oil rig and stuff, yeah, well, that's awesome. I also really like yeah. after the Krauser boss fight, uh, you can look back down on the area that you were just fighting in. Um, I was like, that's really cool. Um, yeah. The other stuff like with the body bags is really cool as well. Let's let's face it, the body bag section is yeah. creepy, but yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not amazing. Steve, how do you feel about the island? Surprised at how one-to-one -one it is. Like, this one feels really? like the most barely changed for me. Like, if it's a room from the original, it's here. Uh, or rather, it's almost exactly the same as how it was in the original. Huh. Uh, or it feels that way to me. Um, there are some bits, though, that they've added that strangely feel almost like OG RE3 Dead, Dead Factory to me as well. 
<clears throat> at least in the aesthetic, like rusted metal and uh, piping and whatnot. Hmm. Uh, I, I pretty much agree with everybody. Uh, it's obviously going to be the weakest area. It wasn't the original. It, it probably would have to be a massive full rework. Uh, it, it showed promise at the beginning with these like weird turret switches and like the the hint at stealth, but that quickly eradicates the second you try and stealth because eventually someone will spot you and then a boar-headed man with a crossbow launcher will come out instead of a dude with a minigun. And it just becomes a shooting gallery again, which is a shame because really, if anything needed a shake-up, as I've said, it's this area. Like, Regenerators are great. I like the fact the Iron Maiden is basically a, uh, a, a down-but-not-out super mode, a crimson mm. head version for the Regenerator now. Uh, and those areas that are dedicated to them, fun. Uh, except for that one time we have to try and save ashes from dudes while fighting one of them. Oh, and God. Uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. Uh, yeah, other than that, it's it's fairly rote. They've obviously they've changed the, the whole gauntlet where you would normally drive a digger instead now actually just smashes things with a wrecking ball, which you can thankfully speed up with grenades. Yeah, I like the fact that a player can actually be savvy and like soften the wall for her. Uh, makes it a lot more entertaining in that front. But that's that's just generally another trick of the game. Uh, with a lot, there's a lot of them throughout that we haven't really touched on for obvious reasons. But yeah, yeah it's okay. Mm. Uh, Jordan, how do you feel about the island? Any advance on it's okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just that uh, I was flabbergasted when I when I actually got to the the island. Obviously. We talked about it in the Wishlist episode, what I wanted, Island Redemption. I thought this is a perfect opportunity <laughs> yeah. to be able to build out, expand on it, change things. that The the things that kind of felt like that dampener, you know, in what is otherwise, you know, a, such a fantastic campaign. Uh, and I was flabbergasted when I got there and there were so many places that looked exactly the same. Same enemies, same enemy placement just the whole same sequencing and I was just like you can't seriously ask me to do this for the next two hours <laughs> like I need I need something I need new things to enjoy mm-hmm. and to be fair there are a couple of rooms which do differ um but for the most part I felt like it was um either only equal to or worse weaker than the original and that was the shame. I even kind of felt like there was a bit of magic lost in the lab, which I absolutely hated the lab for all the good reasons yeah. that you would hate something like the lab in the original. You know, it was horrible to go there. And yet I went through there just like it was a just a normal sort of stroll. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know mm-hmm. I was a I was a regional manager who was just checking one <laughs> of the branches. Yeah, let's just have a look. Yeah, the lab's just as it usually is. All right, we'll nip on to the next one. It just felt a little bit sort of routine. There were there were some cool changes, um, and I think where they did sort of like uh, branch out with the regenerators, which you know I've I've always been a fantastic enemy, uh, were strong. Uh, you know, it is an annoying segment, that part where you have to fight a Regenerator slash Eye Maiden and try and save Ashley when you can't reach her. But that section is definitely better, that I think, than the original area, which was quite sort of passable. In fact, you can kind of cheese it in the in the original um, quite in a quite straightforward fashion. Whereas in this one... You really did have to plan it. You know, I died a few times and I really had to kind of like sit up and say, okay, no, I can't mess around here. I need to know exactly uh, when I need to place my shots in the regenerator versus just keeping enough Granadas away from Ashley. And uh, that worked out pretty well. But 
Yeah, overall, um, I mean the, the the whole helicopter section was all. I I, I thought it was all right. Um, it's it's kind of funny because it kind of it was one of those areas which looked rough as hell in the original and kind of chugged a little bit as well with some of those explosions. Obviously here. It looks great. Um, it, it doesn't have those kind of limits to the sort of visual fidelity. Um, and I didn't think it necessarily stuck around sort of too long. It was kind of nice to just have a, a, yeah, a bit of a moment where it's just kind of like, yeah, let's just rip up a, a ton of enemies and then immediately take that <laughs> chopper away from you. You know, this isn't Metal Gear Solid Five. You don't get this forever. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I didn't mind that sort of too much. But... Yeah, overall, the sort of the it was it was a real sort of like let down just because um, they they could have done so much more with it. Right. Yeah, um, sure. Besides a couple of rooms, which most of the rooms that are good do feature regenerators in them. Mm. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't overdo it. I think once you get to that sort of final room with the the body bags and uh, the cranks, and you know you you need to kind of like very carefully make your way over there, or just fight them head on. Uh, that worked really well. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's 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 almost like the castle just had got my hopes up so high. Mm. I, I was buying into the game then. I was buying into what it could do to locations and and how much it could sort of change them, um, and and expand if necessary. So by the time that I got to the island, I thought it would be an easy hit to change it up. And it's so weird how little they changed it, in my opinion. Yeah. Thank you for listening to part one of First Aid Spray's Resident Evil 4 Remake podcast. This is the halfway point, roughly, and the second part is, of course, out now immediately wherever you're listening to this, including YouTube, so please do continue listening to our discussion on RE4R, where we get into characters, monsters, visual and audio, and our final conclusions.